certain houses are not going to be for everyone. And no one, not everyone wants to stay in a tree house. They're super cool. I also think they're super rare. And I think that we're only seeing the cool ones pop up, um, you know, on, on social media or even Airbnb with their new categories, they've really highlighted these super unique. And I'm like, well, there's like 180 miles between the two that you're putting, you know, on my feed. Welcome to Behind the Stays, a podcast that shares the stories behind your favorite Airbnbs and the hosts who've made them memorable. Behind the Stays is brought to you by Sponstaneous, a free weekly newsletter that brings you a carefully curated list of last-minute deals and upcoming steals on Airbnb. Sign up at Sponstaneous.com. I'm your host, Zach Buzicruz. Enjoy the show. Hey, everybody, Zach here. Quick question before we dive into today's chat. So are you ever scrolling on Instagram and you see these like ridiculously beautiful Airbnbs that look like they're fresh out of a dwell or restoration of hardware magazine? And have you ever wondered to yourself, like, how the heck are these hosts able to afford to furnish their spaces so elegantly? Well, I wondered this too, until I found out that there's actually a secret that many of the best Airbnb hosts know that enable them to buy things like West Elm media consoles, crate and barrel couches, and parachute sheets at prices that you just really can't get anywhere else. And that secret? Well, it's Minoan, a completely free platform to purchase everything that you need for your short-term rental. If you have more than one short-term rental, chances are that you use some sort of system for your property management, right? Whether it's like a guestie or an uplisting. Well, Minoan is the system that hosts use for furnishing and refreshing their homes. Minoan provides hosts with a one-stop shop to get hundreds of discounts on the world's leading brands and a system where you can manage all of the ordering, all of the tracking, all of the returns, et cetera, in one place, which obviously just saves you a lot of time and money. Oh, and the best part, again, is that Minoan is totally free. Like, no membership fees, no annual dues, nada. Like, it's almost too good to be true, except for the fact that, well, it is true. <laughs> and if you thought Minoan couldn't get any better, well, that's actually where you would be wrong. So I want you to stay tuned for more info in just about 15 minutes from now that'll make you want to sign up for Minoan the minute this episode is over. All right, so stay tuned in just a few minutes and hear a little bit more about why you want to sign up for your free, totally free Minoan account the minute this podcast is over. In just a moment, you'll meet Chelsea Dunkley, the founder of Digsco, a hospitality company that specializes in creating elevated vacation rentals in central Washington and the greater Phoenix areas. Chelsea and her husband, Luke, have always loved real estate. After getting married, you'd often find the couple working on nights and weekends, flipping homes while discussing the latest trends in design and real estate and hospitality. But it wasn't until Chelsea received some unexpected news from the tech company that she worked at that she and her entire unit were to be let go that she decided to try her hand at transforming Digsco from a fun side hustle into her full-time gig. In this conversation, Chelsea and I discussed the power and importance of brain building. We discussed why Chelsea is so discerning about the properties she chooses to manage for clients within the context of the Digsco brand, and how and why she's structured her portfolio into thematic collections. So you're really gonna love this conversation, folks. Chelsea is so dynamic, so interesting, totally worth following and getting to know if you don't know her already. All right, without further ado, get ready to meet Chelsea from Digsco. All right, Chelsea, we are live. How are you doing today? 
I'm good, Zach. How are you? I am doing excellent. I I actually fun fun quick story here. So my son's like uh been having trouble sleeping during the day. Like he'll only sleep 20, 30 minutes. And oh, his room yeah. is like we we bought like the like, you know, uh blackout like blinds or whatever. But they're just like failing us. So I literally spent right before we hopped on, I was cutting up trash bags and like literally like <laughs> taping them over these blinds, oh, no. hoping that he'll sleep better uh, later this afternoon. So oh, man. Uh, fingers the crossed that it works. <laughs> yes, I've been there three times. I get it. Your sanity is resting on <laughs> your those sleep hacks that you can try to figure out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I feel I feel like, uh, I don't know. Everyone always complains about, you know, kids that don't sleep through the night. My kid, he's great at sleeping through the night. You know, more like he wakes up a few times because he drops his pacifier or whatever. I have to go stick it back in. And my wife says to get back in. and But then he goes right to, back to sleep and he's fine, right? But it's like during the day, he like just doesn't like to sleep. And, we, you know, it's it's better i guess that he sleeps at night than, than the day but sure. like it's so disrupt it's so hard to get anything done especially for my right. wife during during yeah, the day when so. you work from home yeah exactly yep. exactly yep. <laughs> uh well totally. enough about my son and his sleep habits um i am really <laughs> excited to to talk about digsco because i've followed you guys for a while on social media i think we might have even been connected well over a year ago and yeah I've, yeah i've listened to your stuff too and we've been fans so oh well, thank actually connect (laughs) yeah yeah no it's it's it is it's a it's a real pleasure because you guys are doing some really cool things um and again it's one thing to observe via social media it's another thing to be able to actually have a longer more extended conversation with the entrepreneur right behind this this collection of 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 homes so i want to give you the opportunity to just take us back to the very beginning right like what is the founding story of digsco yeah well, it's um, it's kind of a fun, it's kind of a fun one. We, my husband and I are both, we we work together. He's the real estate side of our company. I'm the vacation rental side, um, and we've both our whole careers as we've been married. This is our 15th year of marriage. Congratulations! Um, and we've we thank you. Um, and we've we've always kind of done this. You know, like we've been in the same area where our offices are located. I. I started out my career in commercial real estate. So I was a property manager. Okay. Started that in 2008 when it was a really tough time. (laughs) Um, I feel like I really pulled my weight and did a lot of grunt work with um, just really awful, difficult situations. And I remember, um, I remember having this heart for the tenants that were occupying buildings that I was managing and and really wanting to like give them a good experience, which was Mm. sort of an I mean, everyone wants to give their tenant a good experience, but I, I remember asking, should we drop off a welcome basket when they've signed a new lease? And, you know, people are like, why would you spend money on that? So I've always had this sort of passion for hospitality. I just couldn't really call it that. I didn't, I wasn't thinking about it like that back then. Um, and I was in commercial real estate for, um, about seven, eight years and kind of hopped around a little bit, really felt um, like it wasn't the job for me, but had some good opportunities to work for some bigger companies, which was great. Um, but my start really was in that boutique space, which, um, was the best way I could have started. Um, just because that's completely set the tone for, um, our digs co and, and what we do now. Um, and then a couple, you know, a really, really brief stint in the startup culture, um, Seattle startup, uh, you know, internet company, which did not go well. So I learned a lot and I actually gained um, some really great friends who come into play um, when it comes to Digsco. Um, and 
we actually got laid off. Um, it was like 125 people were laid off one day, um, basically my entire department. And we, my husband and I had been house flipping the entirety of, you know, both of us having full-time jobs and living and, and moving a lot. My, um, my 12 year old has lived in nine houses. We've always just done this on the side. So when this layoff happened, um, we were like, okay, let's just keep doing what we've been doing. We'll figure out my next job, you know, move. Um, we were, we only had two kids at that point. And and so we were like, okay, we got, we got to figure out something. So I just kind of doubled down on doing our flips. And then we started doing them at auctions and, um, you know, being really in that space and that market really started drying up. So we thought, okay, what are we good at? (laughs) We know we're good at, um, we know we're good at making things look beautiful. And, um, we know that we, you know, have the wherewithal and the resources to build, let's just build a house in our favorite resort community, which is an hour and a half from our house. And um, my husband's dad lives there and stepmom, and we love them. We spent a lot of time out there. So we thought, let's do it. Um, now, I should back up a little bit because I should say that the resources we have, my my father-in-law is a builder. Okay. My stepfather-in-law is a builder. My husband's uncles are builders. <laughs> Everybody's in some way, shape or form related to this industry. Um, you know, if they're not building, they're selling or financing or so. So we, you know, it's in our wheelhouse. It's in the family. Yeah. Um, In the fam. Um, So we decided, okay, we're going to try our hand at this. And alongside Luke's dad, we built um, the first house, which is uh, called Rosalind Diggs. And that's the start of it. Wow. Wow. No, that was the. 2017. So, okay. Six years ago. Okay. 2017. So yeah, at, at this, at this juncture was the idea, Hey, let's just build something from the ground up and kind of like immediately sell it. Or, or was, was the idea of, huh, maybe, maybe there's an opportunity to sort of like hold and, and just rent in whether it's a long-term uh, capacity or a shorter term capacity. Like what, where was your, yeah. where were your minds at, at that juncture? Oh yeah. So we were super intentional that this was going to be a vacation rental. Okay. Um, we had no, um, experience managing vacation rentals, but I, in my headspace was like, I can do this. I manage multi-million dollar portfolios versus other people like no problem. So actually, um, really what our, our idea was, well, we want to have a space that we can live in that, and we have to be able to afford this. So we gotta, we gotta get income. And I really, really loved the idea of hospitality and seeing, you know, growing up um, and traveling as a young adult going, I could do better yeah, <laughs> than yeah. some of the places I was staying in. Like, really, this is kind of a bad experience. It's not that hard to just go the extra mile and provide that, you know, better experience. And so I thought, no, I can certainly do this. This was a no brainer to me, um, just as far as how my mind works yeah. and my husband being so creative with um, he's really, really good at coming up with floor plans. We only had so much space and our, you know, we had a budget. Yeah. So he just maximized every, like every little nook and cranny of that house to be intentionally set up for guests. Wow. So when we built our custom bunk room, you know, we were like, well, this is going to be annoying if you're a grown up and you have to sleep in a bunk, let's at least give them USB plugs. And yeah. you know, now that's sort of standard practice, but yeah. I feel like back then we felt like pioneers. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we did it and we just were like, wow, that was really fun. Super easy, super. Um, uh, and for us, it was really, we wanted to honor the the town's history. So we 
that's what we called it Roslyn Diggs because it's a coal mining town. We thought it was so punny. Um, <laughs> no intention to make it into a brand at all. Okay. It was just sort of us being cheeky, I guess, with the name. And, um, you know, we shopped around with local um, boutique operators who had cool art, local with like local history to it. So that was, yeah, that was the start. It was very intentional. Wow. Okay. Got it. That makes a lot of sense. Now I, I feel sort of weird even saying this, right. But like going back to 2017, cause it wasn't that long ago. And yet I feel like in this, yeah. in this space, it is, it has changed so dramatically in such a short period yes. of time. Right. So like, uh, talk to me a little bit about like where where were you li- like Airbnb was clearly you know it was a thing it was around right uh, it was it was growing but it wasn't what you know it is it is today for for example back in 2017 so yeah. where where were you guys listing was was Airbnb at that time sort of like a, a primary driver of 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 um of bookings for you all or where talk to us just a little bit a little bit about what your like marketing and promotion strategy looked like back in 2017 yeah yeah so I totally agree it's like we're in a new era now with how things have changed. And, um, back then Airbnb was definitely the popular route to go. Um, I mean, it still is. And it's in, in, in our market here, I remember people asking, are you going to list on VRBO or Airbnb? And I think it was even before they rebranded as Verbo. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We were still calling out the letters. Um, and um, we were like, no, we'll just do Airbnb. I'm a millennial. So I thought this is so much easier from, from a user experience yeah. than VRBO. Um, and I, I really just didn't understand that there was ways to have it on both and how I could integrate them and how I could have their calendars syncing. Um, but we, our area where my houses are located, the majority of them is a, is a resort friendly area. Okay. So we were definitely not new. We were not, you know, there's, there's whole huge communities that are stacked with vacation rentals. Okay. okay. Um, we were new to the downtown scene, not new, but we were kind of actually on the cusp of getting, we were the last ones to get our license downtown, uh, where we're located. So that was lucky. Yeah. (laughs) A totally different story. But, um, so yeah, so we were on Airbnb hadn't, didn't even know what direct booking was at that time. Yeah. 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 What a, but, yeah. and it's crazy. Like that was not that what we're in 2023, 2017, yeah. that's six years ago. Right. And I just feel like it is, it has become, I mean, such a different world with so many different players, so many different expectations. Right. Like I remember my first, my first experience, uh, you know, using Airbnb was actually what I went to Europe. Um, and I feel like a lot of folks, like a lot of people in my circles, anyways, their first experience with Airbnb was actually international because you were traveling with your friends. Right. And you needed a place yeah. to where you could all stay that was going to be affordable. Right. And like, Right. That, and that's, you know, that's, that was literally my first time, um, booking Airbnb, a super simple sort of like, you know, apartments kind of two, three bedroom apartments in like, you know, Rome and in, in Venice and whatnot. And like, we would all just pile in there and it was, it was a great experience, totally. right? but, but very simple right now. Like, I mean, you're, you're the people that are working in this space, people like you, like you're designing these incredibly custom, like boutique hotel, like experiences within the context of a home. Right. And like, that's, that is that's just a few short years, right? And it's just amazing to see yeah. how much has changed. Well, I think it's interesting. I, I talk a lot about that with <clears throat> with people in this space, but then people who are just, um, I'm going to say more adjacent in the sense that maybe they're an investor or maybe they're just interested. And, and I, you know, obviously that defining factor was the pandemic. I think yeah. there was massive change, but I would say even, you know, four years ago, I would tell people oh, there's definitely a shelf life. There's, mm. there's a shelf life for this industry. Mm. The trajectory that we're on is, is so upward 
you know, there ha- it has to correct and it has to come down and, and it'll be interesting to see. And we're going to ride this wave. Yeah. Um, now I'm going, okay. So the pandemic certainly shook things up yeah. in a lot of, for a lot of reasons. Um, but, but more than that, I'm going, this shelf life has just, has just ex- like the expiration dates yes. way further down. Yeah. Um, yeah. just because now there's, there's, I think there's more intentionality about it. There's going to be a lot more people falling out after they realize it's not as easy to manage. Um, <laughs> you know, they've all scooped up these properties in the last couple of years, but um, it'll be really interesting to see. And that's why I'm always, I'm always at conferences. I'm always, you know, got my ears to um, mastermind groups and and conversations like this because there's so much happening in this space so quickly. Yeah, it's that hard to keeping say up with yeah. it. Is yeah, it's, it's it's you have to, to just to tread water, just to survive. Yeah, yeah. All right, friends, it's me again with just a wee bit more info about our friends at Minoan. So in addition to providing hosts with a completely free system to help streamline furnishing and granting hosts access to hundreds of discounts on the world's leading brands, Minoan also enables hosts to make their homes shoppable in a way that's subtle and also sophisticated. So here's an example of how this works. Let's say a guest sends you a message remarking how well they slept during their stay. And they ask, you know, what kind of mattress was in the master bedroom because when they get home they want to buy a new mattress because again they had just such a beautiful night's sleep right well as it turns out it was a purple mattress that you had ordered via Minoan when you were furnishing your home well if that guest does go and buy a purple mattress Minoan thinks that you should get a cut of that sale right after all it was a great night's sleep on your mattress that convinced this guest that they had to have the same one so Minoan's technology enables hosts to earn commissions on everything from mattresses to coffee makers and soaps to sofas you can save on high-end furnishings up front and then if you want you have the ability to earn cash money whenever your guests buy the products that they fell in love with while they were staying at your vacation rental. So again, you don't have to do this, right? You can just use Minoan to buy these incredible, glorious furnishings for your home. You don't also have to make your home shoppable, but if you want to do that, Minoan provides a really easy, simple way to do this that does not, you know, disturb guest experience. It's not like there's like price tags on everything, right? Like it's a very subtle, very sophisticated, kind of like one little QR code uh, that you can put anywhere in your in your home and folks can go in and, and explore the, um, the furnishings uh, around your space just by quickly scanning that that QR code you could throw it in your you know on your kitchen sink near your kitchen sink or you could put it you know near uh, near the guest bedroom whatever it might be right um so I want you to take a moment right after this conversation or you could pause the episode and do this right now and I want you to sign up for a free account at minoanexperience.com please 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 tell the folks there that Zach from behind the stays sent you their way just head on over to minoan that's M-I-N-O-A-N, experience.com. And again, be sure to tell them that Zach from Behind the Stays sent you their way. Thanks, guys. Really, really appreciate you taking some time to check out Minoan and let me know what you think about their offerings. Well, I one of the reasons I, I wanted to chat with you is, you know, you guys have, you've created this cool brand, right? So while it wasn't your intention back in 2017, it, it is, mm-hmm. you've now created this awesome brand. You've got, um, you know, collections of homes that exist sort of like under the, um, the, the parent brand, if you will, which, which is digs. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I thought was cool is you, you've got, you know, you guys have your own homes, but then you also now, you know, manage and kind of bring other people's homes into the, the digs portfolio. Right. Um, yeah. And 
I, I feel like as somebody who has architected just such a such a great brand and set standards for what a digs experience should be like, it's probably hard, right, to to now manage other people's homes within the context of of your brand, right, and not you know, and not expect, or, you know, and need to ensure that you deliver the same sort of experience to guests, right? So I, I was hoping you could just spend a little bit of time teasing out, like, what that experience has been like for you, and what are yeah. what are some of the lessons that you've, that you've learned along the way? Because I think that there are people listening to, you know, this conversation, listening to this show, wanting to do something similar, but are really scared, quite frankly, of like, oh, well, will, will these partners, right, that I bring into the fold, will they understand what hospitality today needs to look like? And will those margins still make sense enough for them to like, trust me with their with their home? So just take totally. that in whatever direction you you see fit. Yeah, that's a that's a super loaded question. But it's a really good question. Um, I've actually had a few recent conversations, um, one with um, somebody I was consulting for, um, because we do offer that as a service. It's not our primary focus, really, honestly. It's it's um it's fun to talk to people that are interested. Yeah. Um, and then we've had a, a meeting with um a potential client. Um, and I I think that um, well, so first of all, we've been operating this for the past six years, and I had no intention of managing other people's properties. Okay. That was definitely not where my focus was. That's not where my heart was. We got asked a, a lot and often. Um, just because there's a, only a handful of, of operators in our town. And, um, you know, we're definitely starting to kind of, we're emerging as, as an up and comer. Um, but I was like, nope, that's not, I don't want to go back into property management. I don't yeah. want to do that. Um, and, you know, to your point, I was really, really um, careful with the, the brand that identity that I created that was super important to me. And I didn't want to forsake that for, somebody who wasn't in alignment. Yeah. So it wasn't until the pandemic really where I was like, okay, now I'm seeing all these people pop up. Oh man. Oh, you're going to make us look bad. <laughs> you know, yeah. like you've got to be really good operators. No. And, and it was really for, I'm, I'm obsessed with our community. I'm obsessed with making sure that we're an asset, not a liability to hmm. our, our community. And so I'm going, okay, how do I, how do I play it an active role in making sure that new houses that are coming on are that everyone has good experiences. Yeah. I think that we've got competitors in the area, but I look at them like we should all compliment one another. And I don't want to be giving people a bad, I don't want a bad rep. Yeah. You know, we're, we're really trying to break down the, the walls of having a bad reputation as vacation rentals as a whole. Um, but then we're also making sure that our community thinks that this is a great, you know, complimentary thing to their, to their community. So yeah that's a big part of why I said, okay, let's do this. Um, and then I just obviously, um, have a passion for, you know, making other people's spaces beautiful and, and, you know, like we've done. So, um, it wasn't until 2020, 2021 that we were like, okay, we're gonna take on our first client. Um, and between now and then we've added, um, we've, we've added some clients and we've actually walked, uh, parted ways with some clients. And those were my learning experiences that I'll, get into. Um, I think the biggest one, and I will tell this to everyone that's starting out. Um, it's so, so important Define your brand, Yeah. define what your values are and define, um, what you love to do. Cause if yeah. you don't love it, then you're not going to do it well for someone else. Yeah. yeah. So for me, it was, you know, we have a brand standard of even, you know, down to like the amenities that we provide in our property. We want all of our guests 
all of our properties are super unique, um, yeah. from each other, yeah. but that same experience is, is what's felt. So we ensure that we have the same type of welcome basket yeah. as an example, yeah. or the same, you know, we have a certain brand of toilet paper that we've, you know, learned from t- different types that this is our favorite brand. And we have certain, you know, there's things that, you know, you want to have in your house. That's such a nice, like when you're as a guest, you're going, man, this host really thought about me yeah. when they were setting up their amenities. So those yeah. are the things that on a base level, um, we're saying you need to, if, if you want to join on, this is it. And I, and, and so now as we're bringing on clients, um, I think I was shy about it at first, yeah. you know, like, Oh, this is our standard, but you don't have to, I guess. But in my heart, I'm going, yes, they do. They have to do this. Yeah. Um, and so most people would say yes, but then I started getting some some pushback from some people and they're wonderful people. I have no ill will and no, but it really became evident that through, you know, pushback on amenities or nope, we're not going to invest in that. We maybe we'll see how it goes and then we'll invest. You know, it was like, okay, this isn't a good fit. Yeah. Um, just because we can't like in my head, I can't offer something that I don't feel super great about. Yeah. Um, as far as, you know, this is a, a beautiful house. And then now because of the shift of, you know, how much, um, how much inventory there is out there and how dense it is. Um, we're really seeing that this has gone from like a wish list to a, you must do because you have to set yourself apart. Yeah. Um, it's so, so important to set yourself apart with, with as many houses that are coming on in our area. So it's actually helped my case and helped me be a, a lot more firm in my, you know, I won't take this house unless you have a hot tub, unless yeah. you're, you know, willing to provide this base level of amenities. And then also your house is beautiful, but it needs to be eye catching. It needs to be unique. Yeah. So yeah. it's actually made it a lot easier because I can actually qualify it with C, you know, AB, here's a listing, here's a listing. This one has way better design and you can see their occupancy rates are better. Yeah. You can see that they're, and you know, we've seen that with our own portfolio. Yeah. So, um, that was a long answer. No, no, no. That was great. And <laughs> and and actually, Chelsea, just just why I want to reiterate, which I thought was so good, is you first and foremost, like figuring out like what is your brand, right? Because I, I think that the temptation can be, especially if you you're really trying to do this as a business, as a as a way to maybe eventually start your own portfolio. Like if let's say you wanted to start as a property manager, on, learn the business, right, with with other people's money and other people's spaces before you go off and do and do your own thing, which which a lot of people are are interested in doing. I think the temptation can be just absorb any property that you could possibly get your hands on, right? Yes. <laughs> and, yes. and yet, like what what you said, which is so important, is like, hey, if you if you care about differentiation and, and creating something truly unique, first and foremost, mm-hmm. what what is your brand? Like, what do you want to be known for? What are your standards? What are you what do you love? Like, what are you interested in? And you yes. define that very clearly first before you go even looking for that first property. Yep. Yep. Well, and it you're setting yourself up for success for so many different reasons when you do it like that. Yeah. Um, it is painful to say no to a, a potential client. I mean, yeah. I mean, just from a business standpoint, I'm like this, well, this is annoying. I have to say no, but <laughs> I know that it's not going to be successful the way that somebody, you know, if this person's unwilling to go the extra mile on certain things. Um, and for me, it's so much easier to operate a house that I am, I'm excited about yeah, first of all, cause then yeah. I'm like, it's natural for me to market it. It's natural for me to talk about it and be excited. And then it's also, again, we're showing there's a direct correlation between 
um, occupancy rates on some of the more just like basic homes versus the ones that are really like that have the wallpaper and that yeah. have the yeah. um, really, you know, curated photos. And we work a lot with collaborators in the, in the um, social media space and that's super fun too. So, I mean, they're excited about it. Then everyone's going to be excited yeah. about it. I I, so. I I have a question for you, Chelsea, that I, I haven't asked yeah. anyone on the show quite yet, but like is something okay. that always like swirls in the back of, of my mind is, you know, and maybe this is just this is some bias like at play because, you know, where I'm talking with people and bringing people uh, onto the show who have these incredible unique stay, incredibly unique stays. Right. And they, they care a lot about differentiation and they care a lot about brand. But do you think like. Do you think you get to we get to a point where there's just where every house looks perfect and every stay is a tree house and every stay is an A-frame to yeah. the point where it's like it, it, the numbers no longer make sense. And now actually the people that do have the single family kind of basic clean, but, you know, no wallpaper kind of thing, like where they, where they end up doing better. Like, do you think that there's yeah. like this inflection point that we end up hitting or, or how, how do you wrestle with that? That's a whole that's a good question. I mean, and maybe that's like where, you know, the. <laughs> It's going to change. The pendulum go swings back. the other way. Yeah, yeah the pendulum. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it, for sure. I, I'm not going to say that that's not going to happen. And I really do think that there are demographics that really, really care about the unique and the funky. Yeah. And there's demographics who are like, I don't want all this stuff. I just want a clean house to go to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so that's a, another reason why you should really, as a as an operator, as a marketing, um, you know, we're all wearing all the hats. So you got to think about it from different angles, but when you're thinking about marketing, who's your avatar? Who's, who yeah. are you, who are you trying to attract? Yeah. Um, and that's, that's going to set the tone for how you're going to set up your design. It's going to set the tone for even your verbiage and your, um, I mean, we're a little bit more playful, I'd say in our, um, in our messaging to guests, it's yeah. like, Hey, Zach, instead of, you know, dear Mr. You know, yeah, it, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. so, and that's because that's, that's our brand and that's me. Um, I'm a lot more casual with the way I'm going to approach things, but I'm also, I'm going to be a lot softer and, and I'm not going to say no as much as I think some of the bigger operators, but um, I certainly think that, you know, everything's going to wallpaper wasn't a thing until like the last five years again. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, wallpaper was so eighties <laughs> yeah. forever and now it's coming back. So we're going to see these things and it's all going to be design trends, but all the more reason why you have to um, a stay on top of trends, B just, own your brand, own yeah. your, own what you're doing. And then, and then it's, it's not going to be for everyone. You can't, you can't think about it like that either. Yeah. And that's the other point that, um, you know, like your ha certain houses are not going to be for everyone and no one, not everyone wants to stay in a tree house. They're super cool. Yeah. I also think they're super rare. And I think that we're only seeing the cool ones pop up, yeah. um, <laughs> you know, on, on social media or even Airbnb with their new categories, they've, really highlighted these super unique. And I'm like, well, there's like 180 miles between the two that you're putting you yeah. know, on my feed. Yeah. So it's interesting. <laughs> but um, the other mind shift is, um, is understanding that like, this is not, this is not a, just a business to make money. It's we are hospitality. Yeah. So a yeah. lot of people who are in this space, you have to, you have to shift your mind that um, you're not just a real estate investor at this point. You're also a hospitality um, entrepreneur, yeah. Operator, entrepreneur. Yeah. And, yeah. and so that also sets the tone for how you're approaching it and how, and who your again, who your avatar is, who your ideal guest is. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, so well said. And, and I, I feel like one of the interesting things that 
that I'm I'm still I'm still trying to make sense of. So I just I was uh, we're we're doing this fun little project um, with uh, what we're calling sort of like the next generation of hospitality entrepreneurs, and we were at a shoot. Uh, last week with um, Sarah Reutman, who um, is the creator and, and founder of Field and Lake, um, which is this cool like boutique hospitality brand. She's just ha- she has her first two properties that she just got up and up and running, um, all, literally on Lake Michigan. They're gorgeous, oh, cool. gorgeous homes. And anyways, what was interesting? Sarah comes from like big law. She's like a mom of three. She just decided to leave law to go full time into in, in the hospitality space. And she's just s- such a fun um, um, uh, individual who's got like a real passion and vision for creating these really you know curated spaces but anyways what you just said reminded me of my conversation with her last week because I do feel like there's this temptation as you see all these you know these tree houses or these a-frames or whatever it's like okay that's unique and and you contrast that with just like okay a run-of-the-mill like condo in like you know an urban area and yet like yeah there there is a lot in between those two those two extremes right and totally and like I think what you're doing with like with digs coves is an incredible example of this like I don't know if you guys have any a-frames or tree houses that are part of your portfolio or not but like you you've what you've done with these with these homes is you've you look at each one of them and they all they genuinely look distinct they genuinely look unique and they look absolutely beautiful and i i feel like that that should give people a lot of hope like if you if you've got a space that you're looking at and or if you're the the, the homes that are a, a part of your portfolio might be sort of you know traditionally seen as like the single family home just because the structure is that doesn't mean the experience has to feel like yeah that. yeah well and i think that um you know, from those, those extreme examples of the, you know, treehouse to the condo, I mean, there's space for that. And again, that's where, um, you may not capture everybody, you know, you're not going to like a treehouse is not a one size fit all for, for all travelers yep. and neither is a condo. But if you can, if you can marry under one brand that you, you know, we can kind of have it all, then that's a really cool, then, then your brand is going to be a lot more well-rounded yeah. and it's going to be a lot more, um, you know, like when we have people that are like, Hey, some, you know, I know you've got stuff and I'm like, go to our website because, you know, maybe this A-frame isn't for you. We have a cool A-frame and it's, it's super retro and it's fun. Um, but it's not for everyone. Yeah. Um, we've also got some very high-end luxury homes that are, you know, massive or some that are just gorgeous. with amazing amenities. So, um, it is nice that we can, we feel like our, um, our customer base is growing in that way. Cause yeah. it's just so much more well-rounded and that's uh, definitely strategic as well. Yeah. O- on that note, like what, what do you think the, the consistent like digs experience is, whether you're staying at your retro A-frame or one of these gorgeous like mansions, like what, yeah. what about the stay still feels digsy, uh, if you will? Yeah. <laughs> Well, we're, we're really obsessed with branding. Um, it's something that we've felt, um, again, with, without really being able to say, oh, you know, the return on the investment is going to be X because we can't quantify that. There's no way I can, I can do that. But, um, I think that we've started to, people are starting to realize that, you know, they're going to stay at, um, moonshine digs. That's our A-frame that we built it or that we remodeled in 2020. Um, and they know they're going to get a hat. They know they're going to have um, a certain, we, we like obsess over the guest snack, um, huh. that we provide, you know, just like, it's something fun, you know, people are, you know, maybe grumpy getting off of a high travel day or whatever. And yeah. it's like, Oh, I have snacks and I have a bottle of wine waiting for me. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, uh, and then, and then they know that that's going to be some sort of individual thing where they're going to have that home 
something branded, we always give a gift. And then um, maybe the next house they're going to, um, we have a beautiful property called Gilded Elk. That's um, one that I don't own, um, but we manage for someone else. And she's so on board with um, our branding and all of our hospitality. Uh, so it's so fun. I have so much room to play there. And um, they are big into wine. So we give wine glasses and it's their Gilded Elk branded wine glass. Wow. And that's super fun. So I'd say, um, and then of course, just like our communication, we, we are constantly refining communication because some people um, really don't want to be spoken to very much yeah. over a break. <laughs> and some people really want their guest like in their back or their, excuse me, their host in their back pocket to answer. And so um, we're really obsessed with clear communication. We're um, we, I mean, that's probably one of the biggest things is we have people um, say just the host was so responsive all the time. Um, we're really on that. Like my hand, my phone is glued to my hand and I'm, we're working on getting me not being so involved with guest <laughs> communication so I can continue to bro- grow the brand. But, um, you know, there's just definitely a level of um, feeling like we've thought of you and that we've, yeah. um, we're, we're genuinely excited. I'm genuinely excited to open up the reviews. Yeah. Um, I am the one who does all of our reviews because I think it's super important, no matter if I'm talking to the guests or not, that I'm seeing every every feedback piece that yeah. are, is coming through. Um, because we always pivot. If we see something that's a trend in some reviews, we'll go, okay, we're doing something wrong here. Yeah. So yeah. You know, a good example is um everyone got all like their be in a bonnet over um having to do checkout chores yeah. a couple months ago was like the big <laughs> Thing, you know, and there's articles being published and my clients are sending me articles. I'm like, yes, I'm aware I'm on this. We're changing things. And I get it because, you know, you're paying a cleaning fee and whatever. Um, that's another thing that's changed. And so we started hearing like, you know, people like, oh man, it would have been nice. And so we were like, okay, we're done. We won't do checkout tours anymore. Like yeah. no problem. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. so that's, a, that's the fun thing too, about being boutique is that you can really pivot quickly, um, without, without changing like massively your infrastructure. Yeah. Um, so that was something we could easily implement and our guests are like, what, you know, it's like yeah. <laughs> now they're checking out, they're going, what should I do? And I'm like, nothing. Yeah. Just leave. You're, you're good. Just lock the door. Yeah. And they're like, Oh, okay. Well I did the sheets anyway. I'm like, no, no, no. Yeah. Like, really? You don't need to do anything. It's, it's like D, you know, D, uh, what is it called? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, I know what you're getting at. Yeah, deprogramming, deprogramming them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that the so. I, I love I love that perspective and and um, you know, it, that that is a benefit of being being sort of like unique is that you can you can make change really really quickly. Hey guys, it's Zach. If you're enjoying this episode, could you do me two very quick favors? First, this show is possible thanks to a handful of incredible organizations who've signed on to be advertising partners of Behind the Stays. It would mean the world to me if you'd take just a second to scroll down to the show notes and go learn more about this episode's sponsor. Even if you aren't in the market for agency support or a new PMS at the moment, it never hurts to be aware of who else is out there. And second, if you're listening to this episode on Spotify, could you be so kind as to give Behind the Stays a five-star rating? And if you're on Apple Podcasts, could you submit a quick review and let me know what you love most about the show? I know it seems trivial, but these things really, really do help us grow the show. And just a reminder that if you've ever got feedback from me on how to make the show better, shoot me an email directly at Zach, that's Z-A-C-H, at spontaneous.com. You all really are the best. I love receiving your emails and DMs. All right, so check out the sponsor and leave us a rating and a review, please. All right, guys, back to the show.
uh, when I was on your website uh, yesterday and just kind of poking around, I, I love how you have organized your portfolio, structured it in the context of these like collections, right? And yeah, you've got like a unique yeah. collection, like a luxury collection, lake collection, and like other collections, which again, I think actually helps drive, you know, I would imagine helps drive more traffic to your website, also helps uh, uh, guests who have stayed with you previously be maybe more likely to kind of book direct, right? If they can kind of go and have sort of a, a, a more curated experience to understand like what are the other digs properties that I might want to check out. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm curious, just like from, from your perspective and, and even, you know, from a, from a, just a business standpoint, like what, what collection has like performed like the best? Are there collections that perform better than others that have surprised you? Like, how do you, how do you think through sort of like the value that organizing these stays in the context of these collections has, has brought? Oh, well, that's, um, that's a good question. <clears throat> we, we actually didn't organize them into these collections until just a couple months ago. Oh, cool. And the reason, the reason we did it that way, um, we at first had everything just, you know, on the website and it's so, it's really easy to get, um, to get like in a pattern of, okay, this is just how we do things or this is what, you know, don't people know about this? Like, yeah. you know, <laughs> we have to humble ourselves often that we're constantly introducing ourselves. We're constantly, you know, on social media or via our website or whatever. Um, you know, we're not that big. You know, we're not, <laughs> we, we still have to have the logo and the name, you know, like we're not yeah. just going to get rid of it like Starbucks or Nike yeah. or whatever. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and so it was me actually just going through the website and trying to be in the guest shoes or being in someone's shoes that isn't familiar with our brand. And it's like, what's the easiest way to convey, you know, cause again, our properties are mostly in Washington, but we've got two in Arizona. So it's like, okay, well, that's an easy differentiator. We've got Washington properties and Arizona properties, but one of our properties in Arizona is um, this, this particular owner does not want to rent their house that often. Yeah. And so they really don't want to be like push, push too hard. Cause it's just, this is mostly their vacation home. Yeah. So we were like, okay, this is a luxury we're, and we're, it's only going to be direct book yep. um, as of um, at the end of May. So we're taking it off of all platforms and they're only doing direct book. Um, and so then just kind of the, that journey of the guest, well, what are the things that they're going to be interested in? Maybe people are going to um, Cleelum or Roslyn because they really want to be by the lake. So then it's, let's show them which properties are we'll by the lake. lake. Yeah. 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 Right? Um, and then more, some people are like, I don't care where I am. I just want to go somewhere that doesn't look like my house. Yeah. So they're going to go to the unique collection or the, um, resort community that we're located by, um, the big areas called Suncadia. So, you know, knowing which properties are in Suncadia might be important to the user. So that was kind of why we shifted it that way. And now it's really fun for me to come up with new categories yeah. as we're onboarding new properties and seeing each category grow. Um, I would say the best performing categories are probably going to be, well, it kind of depends again, because we've got one avatar that's really into the unique. So yeah. those are like our A-frame is super popular yeah. and it's always popular with influencers. So we get a lot of inquiries and um, that's really fun. And, and that's been a really cool one to see grow. Um, but then like the high end stuff that we have, um, you know, that sleep like 18 people. Well, those are super popular because yeah. you can, there's so many people that can stay. So it's actually really affordable yeah, to have yeah. a luxury vacation um, when you're bringing 16 of your best friends. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I think 
Again, and then it really depends on the uh, what you've got going. I mean, if you have access to a pool in the summers here in Washington, that's super important to people. So, you know, a lot of it's seasonal, a lot of it's, I don't think I have like one specific category that yeah. performs just hand over fist better. Yeah. I would just probably the unique ones yeah. if, I had to ch- if I had to pick one. And you just organized these into collections a few months ago. So it's probably, you know, too, too early to yeah. tell. It, it'll be interesting to track. To it'll be interesting to track and be like, oh, wow. Like did, you know, yeah. a, a whole year from now, was there one collection that like, we can see, you know, pretty substantially outperform outperform the others, and and you know, did that have anything to do with the fact that we just helped make it clearer to people like how right. these homes should be organized, right, or how we think about them? Right, right, and that's something that again, being an entrepreneur and having the um, ability to not be too big, where I can make these changes as we're seeing performance and as we're seeing travel trends. There's so many, you know, assumptions we made based on pre-pandemic, mid-pandemic, and then post-pandemic that we're like, oh, we've had to change completely how we think about things, mm. how the guest, you know, what the guest um, expectations are too. So we might scrap the collections altogether at some point. If yeah. It's just, you know, it doesn't make sense. I actually think it does make sense. I think it's fun, but um, yeah, we'll, we're always changing that kind of stuff. How do you, I'm curious, given, given sort of the breadth and depth of your, of your portfolio here, like how do you guys help remarket or or introduce guests to sort of the other stays that are a part of a part of Digsco because I think one of the hardest things for folks to do right is like you spend all this time creating these beautiful brands and you, you find the perfect properties right and you you each property even has its own name and its own like sub brand and like it's really really yeah. really really cool right but then it's like and so if, if I do go to your A-frame right how do how do I find out about you know one of your gorgeous like multi-million dollar mansions that I can go you know I can plan a stay with my buddies and their wives you know next week next yeah. year or whatever like how do you guys help introduce guests to the the larger portfolio of of digs what are some strategies that you have found that have worked well yeah um so we have a couple different things that we're that we do and we're always changing because you know I'll create a discount code Um, and of course you can only redeem it via direct book and nobody will redeem it. So I'm like, okay, clearly I'm not getting this message out well enough. So I have to scrap it and change strategy. So, um, we have a couple different points in our, um, in our, you know, once the reservation is confirmed, our messaging, we put digs co vacation rentals everywhere. Okay. I mean, it's in our Airbnb description. It's in our, you know, signature on our emails when we're confirming like confirming a booking and then my hopes are that the savvy traveler will go oh this is a company maybe i should google it yeah and we do sometimes have this happen actually this morning a guest an airbnb guest said, oh i see you have a direct site can i cancel and i'm like yeah no. like, yeah be cool be cool because yeah. i'm gonna get in trouble if you yeah. do this on airbnb <laughs> and i'll be blackballed um but you know i i am and again i don't want to fight the hand that has fed us for so many years with airbnb but um, we've also been burned by them a few times in yeah. certain ways that they, you know, have operated with hosts. So I, we have to pivot and this is a big trend right now. You know, everyone, everyone's doing it. So, um, we'll do it in our messaging there. We'll, we also have QR codes throughout the house, um, that people can sign into our guidebooks and then it'll direct them to our website. Um, we use Stayfy, you know, the, um, Wi-Fi things that will bring them to our landing page. Yeah. Um, even in our checkout instructions, we're like, don't have to do anything, but next time save a hundred bucks 
by using this discount code, but people aren't doing it yet. Yeah, Cause I, yeah. again, I think maybe that's where we're revisiting our, our communications and our language. And again, we're, I mean, it's like a constant thing that we're constantly changing. Yeah. Um, just if it's not working, then we got to figure out a different solution. But yeah. I, I would say, you know, even in my reviews or in my post stay messages, I'm going, Hey, next time we'd love to host you again. Sometimes I write handwritten cards. If people give me their address, I'll write a handwritten card and I'll say, you know, here's, here's a couple stickers of the house you stayed in comes, come to, you know, visit another one of our collections and you'll get another sticker, you know? Yeah. So yeah. we're trying. <laughs> yeah, no, I love, I love this and I, I love the hustle and I, and I love, I love the candidness of like, like try, you try all these things. Some things work. Sometimes they just don't work. One yeah. of the things I do, I do find like convincing people to stay at another property or at the same property again, like can be so difficult. And like, you hear these folks who've, again, they've, they've tried so many different things and like, yeah. And there are so many factors, right? There's so many, one, one factor being like, Hey, if the place if you've got, you've got one, you know, if, if I want to stay at the A-frame that I just stayed at, right? Like there's only one A-frame that I can stay at, right? That is the, that is the A-frame that I fell in love with. If it's booked during the, the only dates I'm free to travel to, you know, travel to yeah. it next fall, like I'm just not going to go. I'm going to go find somewhere else. Like it's not a hotel where there's you know 60 different rooms right in that i that i could pick from in the same location right. it, it's got right. one spot right so there's all these additional challenges one of the things that i i have wondered is have you ever thought about like trying or have you ever tested some sort of incentive where it's like hey if you you know um book in the next 30 days or in the next 60 days for a year from now like our calendar is not even open yet but like we'll hold a spot and we'll guarantee you know, free cancellation up until, you know, a month or whatever it is, like kind of before that stay as a way to almost like give them a ridiculous discount, right? It gives yeah. you guys revenue before you even open the calendar for next year. Um, and then, you know, the, the guests can cancel if it doesn't work. Like, have you explored that those sorts of strategies and have any of them, you know, borne fruit? Um, we haven't done the, um, cause we actually, one of the things that we changed in the last year was our calendar availability, realizing oh, cool. that like, I didn't want to limit it. Um, we used to only allow six months in advance and, yeah. you know, we were seeing that people, we were getting way more last minute bookings with that strategy versus the planners who make our lives a lot easier. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we want people to book further out. So we actually have our, all of our properties are open a year in advance, okay. um, which is nice. And we, we do get some people that want to book that far out. And I'm, I'm a lot more flexible with our, you know, I'm going to remain firm on Airbnb, but if somebody messages me and it's a reasonable time period, I'm going to go, yeah, we'll waive it. No yeah. problem. Yeah. Again, another reason why it's nice to be a boutique. Um, but I, uh, we, we've done like, Hey, it's your anniversary. You stayed a year ago, book now to receive 10% off or whatever. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. we, we try a lot of those campaigns and we're getting a lot better at it as we're growing. And as I'm shifting out of the day-to-day, -day, you know, guest communications and moving into more of that strategic stuff, we are toying with some of it. Um, we've not seen a ton of success with the super far out um, yeah. direct opportunity. Again, it's like the commitment thing. We're now selling travel insurance and so that helps people feel a little bit more if they want to book something super far in advance, we can offer that with our partner. Um, and I think, you know, we are doing, we offer um, campaigns on our, um, on our email marketing yeah. uh, that we send out that are, you're going to have exclusive access to like, we're actually going to be rolling out our newest digs. Um, we just had our, our social media followers help us name it. It's called Wunder digs. Oh, cool. Um, and it's another a frame and it's got um, a really cool addition to it that I'm super excited about because it's the a frame experience, but it can sleep 10 people. Wow. So it's bigger. And um, we're going to be rolling that out to our, um, 
our email follower, our email subscribers first. They're going to get the best deal and they're going to get an every single email we send, which is only once a month, we are offering a deal. Yeah. So it's like the people who are like, oh, do you have any last minute? I'm like, no, just subscribe to our email list. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone, there's a deal. Um, and I'm like, you guys are, you know, there, there's so much opportunity to take, um, you know, to take off, you know, take advantage of, of discounts. And the thing is people get scared of emails because I hate marketing emails unless I'm given something of value every yep. time. Yep. So that's what we're also trying to, you know, balance that, you know, are we giving value and is it something people actually want <laughs> yeah. to yeah. buy? Yeah. So we're, you know, hoping as we continue to build that out, that that'll be, and we're, we're seeing some, some movement with those too. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love it, Chelsea. It sounds like you guys are trying and experimenting with so many different things, which is which is wonderful. Um, a, a couple couple final questions for you. One one is just around sort of like how you guys have actually curated all these spaces. Like how uh, you know I, I know that you, you you've got a, a growing number of, of 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 homes and like from what I can see based off of your website and of course I clicked on over to your Airbnb listing too and, and scrolled through photos. I follow you guys on Instagram. Like you guys have these beautifully like highly curated uh, spaces. So how like how do you how do you furnish all of them like what 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 do you yeah. what do you, what does your process look like for doing that yeah well the nice thing is my husband is like a <laughs> obsessive investor um <laughs> he being a realtor has access of course to stuff that's coming on immediately and also just with our connections in our area we do often hear um about properties that are going online maybe before they're going to go public so we've actually written a couple of um of you know offers before they're or if they're like minutes after hitting the market because we already know about it we already know that area yeah we don't even have to go look at it we're just going to write you an offer so we've been able to um you know curate our homes in that way and then of course most of them are we love the unique kind of stepchild properties i hate saying that <laughs> word because i love I, we love our step you know parents or whatever but um those are the ones that are really we, I think that just having, being able to have a vision of like, we can make this super cool. A lot of people can't see this yeah. is where we are able to then succeed. Um, and that's with, we've developed one of our houses. We developed the lot was really like a, you know, pizza shaped lot. And it was kind of weird. And it's one of our most popular houses because we were like, no, we'll take it. It's a lot cheaper than, you know, whatever down the road. So yeah. we, we can work with that. Um, and so that's how we've gotten the homes and, and a lot of them, again, just knowing the area, knowing what's like always having our ear to the ground and what's happening locally. And then as far as furnishing goes, um, we, uh, we use Minoan. Um, and so we can have the nicer furniture. Um, we can always get discounts with them. Um, we like to try to keep stuff unique. Of course, you know, you're, you're going to have your target need. You're going to have yeah. your. Yeah. Ikea even like we do a lot of kitchen stuff from Ikea because you know, you're never, they're never going to change that line. So you can always replace stuff, yeah. which is super important for like the basics. Um, and then we really love sourcing local for art. We like to do local stuff nice. uh, if we can, um, or like society six has some really cool stuff that, you know, is more unique. We've gotten wallpaper from them. We've gotten some, um, custom stuff. Um, so again, you're going to have the thing that looks like everyone else's and sometimes, you know, you go to Target and you grab the wall art, but 
yeah. that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We also have budgets that we're working off of. Exactly. So, you know, we, exactly. we can't spend a million dollars every time. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's, you know, and again, if, if we have a super strong theme, it makes the design part so much easier. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which is where that branding comes in. Yeah. Uh, I love it. I love it. Um, I love it. It's so cool to just see how, um, how you guys take your brand so seriously. Cause I, I think that that, like that, that is what will make or break uh, a, a boutique hospitality brand is like how well they uphold their own standards and how true totally. to themselves they actually are. Cause your competition is fierce and it's huge and it's everywhere. Right. And so if you want yeah. that person to respond to the handwritten note and use that discount code, right. The next time they book, right. You have to ensure that uh, that experience is going to be consistent. It's going to be valuable. It's going to be unlike anything that they've experienced elsewhere. So I, I love how, totally. how, how seriously you guys take that. Yeah. I mean, and it also makes other people take you seriously. You know, mm. if you're, if you're going to, you know, kind of recant on some of the things you've said, or maybe even just, you know, bend over on some of your own, you know, things that you feel really passionate about, then people aren't going to take it seriously Yeah, and they're not going to respect, you know, what you've built if yeah. you aren't willing to uphold, you know, your standards. So it's kind of like that I whole idea that's... too. When like you walk into a beautiful, nice space, you want to keep it nice and beautiful. Like when you walk into exactly. a space that's disorganized, you just, you kind of, you don't care if you drop this thing or like you spill that, or you like, don't really clean, you know, that you like, you just care right. less because the space isn't, isn't demanding a certain standard. Totally. Uh, there's so much psychology behind that, that we're, we're leaning into for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, Chelsea, this has been, a, this has been incredible. I, I did want to just ask like one final question around like the future, right? Like what do, what do the next yeah. couple of years look like for Digsco? Do you guys ever think about like, you know, an exit strategy? Like what, wh where, where is just your mind at over the next few years here? Yeah. Um, I think that again, you know, knowing that not everything's going to be the same as it's not been the whole time we've been in business. Um, we're constantly, you have, we have to be flexible. So if, if that means that, um, you know, maybe we pivot on a market, if this gets too saturated, we'll, we'll certainly do that. We've already gone to another market and, and ha had our learnings from, from going to a different space. And that's been fun. Um, I think we would really love at some point to get into more of the actual boutique hotel or motel space. Mm. Um, that would be super fun. I think it's for me, it's very tempting to have just one physical location instead of, you know, right now our operations team is spread. I mean, it's like a 30, you know, 30 minute radius. Um, but it'd be really cool to have something that's then um, elevates just, you know, and challenges me as an operator a little bit more in that regard. So maybe that will be something we would look into at some point. Um, I, I think exit strategy is a good question. It depends on, it depends on a, if we were to go to the boutique space and we, maybe we would need to, you know, sell some of our own assets to make that happen. Yeah. Um, that's the one thing that we're, we're always looking at, you know, we, we've, well, we want to create a, an amazing hospitality experience, you know, at the end of the day, these are investments for us and we own half of our portfolio. So if, if that requires us selling, to get to the next level, like, um, that's something we certainly always had in the back of our minds that yeah. we can't get too emotionally connected. Yeah. Um, we even do this with our own primary residents. We've always, you know, really, um, pivoted and, and really, you know, allowed those to be stepping stones for us. And we're actually selling our primary house right now that, um, we intentionally built as, uh, something that would propel us forward knowing that we would sell it in the future. So, 
these are just things that were, you know, it's not, and I don't want it to be confused with like discontentment. It's yeah. more just we love change and we love um, exploring new stuff. So yeah, if we need to exit the short-term space or maybe even the um, co-hosting space at some point, maybe that's a possibility. Right now we're really, our our trajectory is just, we're building and, and we're going up and, and we're so excited and we're, you know, we were looking at space the other day, office space to hopefully be able to, you know, be a little bit more strategic in our inventory and our local, you know, staff and stuff. So, um, I don't know, there's, there's so many ways we can slice it. Yeah. Um, it's just fun. And, you know, as, as we get connected with people like you, it's fun to see how you guys explore, you know, your future and how we can always grow together. And, um, that's a super vague response. <laughs> no, no, this is great. Hon- no, honestly, Chelsea, yeah. no, it, it, it's very honest, right? Cause it's like, who yeah. knows? Who knows? Right. But, Who knows? but like yeah. loving the adventure, loving where, you know, what today is bringing, excited about what tomorrow is bringing. And then like after that, you, you just never know. It's such, it's such a dynamic space. As you've mentioned several times, everything is constantly changing. And, you know, the best entrepreneurs, right, uh, take change and they embrace it. Right. They don't fight it. Yeah. You know, they don't they don't run away from it. They say, all right, like, let's go figure out this the rules of the game have changed cool how are we still going to play the best possible game that we can you know that we know how to play so i love it um and i'm just i'm so so thankful for you i'm so thankful for what you're doing at at digsco i think it's just such a cool example for people who want to do something similar like in their you know in their own markets um i I know that you're an inspiration to to many so if folks want to um follow chelsea and learn a little bit more about digsco if you don't already in the show notes below i'll have her website linked i'll have their instagram uh so you can just go and and follow them as well uh any anywhere else you'd recommend folks kind of reach out chelsea or is your website instagram the best yeah, website and Instagram. Um, again, I'm the one who responding to all that <laughs> myself. So that's the fastest way to get a hold of us. Um, and on our website, you can fill out forms if you're if you're interested in you know investing or um, staying or co-hosting or consulting. We have all all those links there on our website. Awesome. Well, Chelsea, yeah. really appreciate it. Appreciate your time. Thanks for coming on. Thanks so much, Zach. It's great it's great talking to you. Hey friends, hope you've enjoyed today's show. If you are an Airbnb host or know an Airbnb host who'd like to come on the show, please send me an email at Zach, Z-A-C-H, at spontaneous.com and we will chat. Behind the Stays is brought to you each week by Spontaneous, a carefully curated weekly newsletter that brings you the best last minute deals and upcoming steals on Airbnb. It's sort of like Scott's cheap flights, but for Airbnb. You can sign up once again for free at spontaneous.com. Last but certainly not least, I didn't believe in Marie Kondo's whole spark joy mantra until I started podcasting. Now, my joy is sparked every time I see a new subscriber roll in. So please hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode and so you add a little spark to my joy fire today. Okay, that was kind of weird, but um, we're going to roll with it. Subscribe, um, and thanks in advance. All right, everyone, see you next time.